and welcome to Slogging It. Uh, once again, um, quite a difficult place to be at the minute for two of us. Uh, the other one, it seems quite chipper about what's going on in the world of Test cricket. Uh, but no doubt we will come on to that as we move on. Great to have you with us as always. Um, right, what have we been up to? Yeah, Robbo, you first. Uh, when did we last talk? Before Christmas, uh, between Christmas and New Year, we had New Year's. Oh no, we had New Year's. Uh, I haven't been up to a deal, have I? I'm... Fourth test. We were, last last time we were on, halfway through. The yeah, I, I've been basically watching some shit cricket, a little bit of very good cricket, uh, looking after my child and um, trying to sort of fathom what I'm getting into this year's worth of cricket. I know you've netted a few times. I need to get myself into that zone, I think. Yeah. Well, hopefully we're going to we're gonna have a private hit, aren't we, later in the week? Um, that sounds dubious, um, but, but yes. <laughs> yes, cricket. Uh, Make sure you get a room. Yeah. Uh, a big one. A big one with a bowling machine in it, Eugene, is what we're getting. <laughs> uh, Simon, currently talking to us from a hotel room in Taunton. Some of you may remember... Uh, that it won't be the first time that you've spoken to us from oh, this shit bit of artwork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people might recognise that. Uh, Eugene, what have you been up to since we last spoke, mate? Other than fucking giving me the runaround for the last two weeks. Uh, yeah, exactly. Dry January has started, and congratulations to all of those that have considered dry January. I'm on the 17th day of the month without having a beverage while Simon sips on his honey nectar there. Um, yeah, just getting ready for cricket season. I mean, it's a short three months away, isn't it? Um mm. Yeah, unlike you guys, I haven't had the opportunity to net. I am netting on Thursday, though. Um, so, yeah, that'll be... The oval, yeah, going to the Oval, going to go and have a bowling machine, and I'm just going to have balls thrown at a half volley to give myself some confidence so I can smash it through the offside. Or yeah. ruin it completely. Possibly. That'll serve you, that'll serve you well <laughs> on a green, wet one in April. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, no, I'm good. Good, 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 good start to the year, having fun. And obviously really happy with the results that have gone my way. Oh, okay. Well, we'll talk about that shortly. Um, talking of netting, right. So, um, I'm giving myself a bit of a quandary uh, this year. So, I spe- as we all know by now, I spent most of last year apparently kicking it. Well, I was out in all manner of ways, but I did seem There's to get... No apparently. There's no apparently kicking I, it. I did seem to get pranged on the pad a fair bit last year. So, <laughs> um, so, I figured whenever I've played LMS, which we often refer to as hit and giggle cricket, I just stand on off stump and just try and twat it. So I and so I, I had my first net last week and I thought actually I'm gonna try this because I can always I back myself to hit the straight ball, right? Even if I you know. So I've had Is a that look at it. <laughs> Shut up. Um so I netted last week and batted on on middle and off. Because then I you know, I don't leave the ball that well, so then I figure I can leave anything outside my eye line, blah 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 blah. But then obviously a lot of the uh, you see a lot of the England players doing that and then nicking off in the channel, kind of seventh, eighth stump, a la Ollie Pope, um, in I think probably both digs uh, of the last test. Um, and so I was wondering, I used to bat on leg stump, where I scored probably when I used to, when I batted at my best, I'd bat on leg stump and have a big trigger. What What's the best route? You two have played enough cricket. What do we think? I'm, I'm a fan of standing as far outside leg stump as possible um, because I prefer opening up the offside. It also means that I can't get my leg in the way of it. I, I like you, John, I, had a, I went through a stage where I just went out, I think it was 2015, 2016. I was out LB douche more often than uh, I changed my underjocks. Um, 
So yeah, it was just one of those. So I moved to outside off. I opened up my stance. Yeah. Outside from, leg. Yeah. Yeah. I opened up my stance. So basically I'm now, my, my, my left foot is almost, you know, in, in line with mid on as an example. So I've opened up that gap just to get my leg out the way. Um, I'll, uh, what, what's that Pakistani fella called? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, that <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Although, John, I'm looking at your stats here. Yeah, you you were out a few times last year, but but LBW is not one of your um, one of your problems throughout your historical part of your career. You've only been exactly. out LBW ten percent, whereas uh, court seems to be quite a lot for fifty five percent. Yeah, I tend, to, I tend to hit it most most of the time. In the yeah. air, by the looks of things. Well, you know, fourth, fourth <laughs> yeah. to extra cover. Yeah. I tell you what. There's a lot of room up that that up in that there sky. So uh, yeah. you know, no fielders up there, is there? Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, where it seems to be coming down, there, there is yeah, <laughs> more often than not. Any problem with gravity, John? What moves up <laughs> must come down. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I'm 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 going to play around with the two, I think, and see what I feel most comfortable with. But um, just do what Ben Stokes does: occasionally put a massive trigger in, get outside off stump, and then occasionally don't. Just stand there and whop it. <laughs> Just don't get too far outside of stamp like Marnus Lavoshane. <laughs> I mean, what a, what a sight that was. Bless him. But do you know what? I actually like I'm I'm quite a big fan of Marnus. A because he's quality, but like his social media after it, at least he was laughing at himself. And you know, you can be when you fall when you've won four 0 Well, but he also, you know, he put a nice tweet out about you know the England boys and thanks for coming during COVID and it's hard in bubbles and all that. So you know, I'm I'm a bit of a Marnus fan. Um, his best mate, however, I, I'm still taking the leave him, to be honest with me. Uh, right, okay, moving on. Um, something that we're really keen for is, obviously, we just talk and talk, and Sam and I argue, as we will tonight, about a couple of things, I'm sure. Um, but we don't, we'd love more um, kind of engagement from, from you guys as the listeners. So um, social media, um, just just kind of send us messages, let us know what your views are on what we talk about. Or you can email us, info at slogginit.co.uk, or Eugene, yep. there's something else called Slidypipe. Slidypipe, you, you mean Speakpipe, yeah. So what we'll do is we'll share a link out on the social uh, feeds. It's called Speakpipe. Effectively, you can record in your own words the question that I will then, or we will then clip in and answer your questions, uh, obviously not live, but in a recorded fashion. So I'll ask the question, we'll clip in your voice, and yeah, we'll we'll get you on, um, so that you don't have to be live, but you can ask questions. So yeah, look out for that. It's uh yeah, Speakpipe is the speak Speakpipe is the platform. Yeah, look out for it. Cool. Uh, right. Um, as always, as we keep asking you to please continue to like subscribe, rather than having to find it, because obviously the recordings with live happening and you know, it can be a bit sporadic, which I had a massive blow up at these two about last night. Um, but that's another story. I um, thought you said it wasn't a massive blow up, John. Well, it was. It, it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, absolutely deserved. Um, but yeah, please subscribe and share. Just tell everybody. Look, we we do this because we love it. We don't get we, no money for it, but you know we're obviously three great mates. We're talking about cricket. We know that there's, we're building up a real decent following now. So you, for you to like it, you must know other people that like it. So please let them know about slugging it. Um, when I mention the Lord's Taverners, we tend to do it at the end. Uh, but please, 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 please. It's an amazing charity. Charities have had a really, really tough time uh, over the last couple of years with the pandemic and all, as have everybody. But if you have the means to, 
please text 60331 to give £3 to aid them in the work they do. Please make sure that you're 16 or over and have the bill payers mission, permission, mission, permission before you do so. Um, I mean, if they're well, on a mission, that helps as well. Yeah. Um, so let's let's move on. Let's get into cricket. Now, we normally leave Yuji's stuff until a little bit later on, but you know, we've got plenty of stuff to talk about and argue about further down uh, the, the, the to-do list. Um, so, Eugene, um, what a result for South Africa. Um, two, two brilliant chases in the fourth innings, in uh, both, uh, I think, was it the Bull Ring and then at Cape Town, um, in pretty low-scoring games. Um, you must be over the moon to, to win that Series 2-1. I think I predicted 3-0 to India, right, uh, given that they're the number one test side in the world, playing against South Africa at the time, who were number six. You know, considering all the politics that are going on, uh, considering that, you know, the, the board is in chatters, we don't have a, a, a primary sponsor to come out and win 2-1 against India, which just shows the the character of, of, I have to say, Dean Elgar. I think he's the one yeah. that fired the boys up. And, you know, if you ever wanted a lead from the front, what an absolute, you know, display of character and courage in, in terms of, you know, wearing a few. Um, I, I didn't realize Dean had that side to him, by the way. You know, I always thought him thought of him as like, you know, sort of a stand-in captain. I have to say now, he's the one man that I want to follow into battle on a cricket field because, yeah, it was just an un- unbelievable display of character. Very honest about the way he did things, you know, giving KG a bit of a ruffle-up in the one match. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I-, I couldn't be happier. He's always been gritty, though, hasn't he, Dean Elgar? I think, you know, we've watched him play for Surrey. Um, you know, he- he- he's kind of... I don't think probably gets the... the- the respect he deserves, you know, he's been in and around that South African side for quite a long time and a bit in and out and what have you, but it always, you know, Williams put his body on the line, you know, tight technique, uh, left-handers always look pretty good, don't they? Much, much nicer looking than uh, right-handers generally. Um, but yeah, I thought it was an amazing show. I don't know what, did you see much of it, Si? I saw, I, I saw a bit of the second test and I, I watched the odd highlight of the, the third test. Um, I think South Africa in, have got in a couple of years' time. Have got the the makings of a very very good side. I think they've had a reasonable, like a pretty decent finding Keegan Peterson, mm. um, number three batter. Looks organised. Um, like I, I like the look of him. That we spoke about it last time. The left armour, Marco Janssen. Um, I think they found an absolute worldie there. Yeah. Um, someone who, if he develops in the right way, I quite like his the fact he's got he stood there and. People have come out and gone, oh, he's obviously not bothered about an IPL contract because he slagged off Jasper Bumrah. No, I'm sorry. If if people in the IPL are sitting there going, oh, you can't slag off the Indians, then they're I'll, fucking I'll, idiots. One thing's for sure, I'll never fucking get a go, will I? <laughs> well, no, that's because you're slagging off the BCCI, not just in the... Like, it's competitive sport. Kohli's shown himself to be... Virat Kohli. I'll let Jono have a go about that in a minute. Um, and I just think it's great when India obviously felt pressure. That, that was there. Like, there were some people saying before, and if they won in South Africa, that was going to put them on a par with the West Indies of the late 70s, early 80s, and the Australia sides of the late 90s, early noughties. Well, they're good. They ain't that, not good, that good at the minute. They're not that good. Um, and coming on to Dean, I've, I've known Dean a long time. Dean is a great... Like you look at his stats, and he's not... His stats aren't great. He averages 38. Mm. I mean, granted, in, in, 
in world the way world batting is at the minute for an opening batter, thirty eight seems like a hundred and forty eight. Bradman would be do well to average forty at the minute in world cricket, but. So, and you look at him and, and he's kind of in that side, we've, we've spoke about it a few times, like creating a team in your image. And Kohli's done it with India and now obviously he's moving on. So we'll we'll, we'll see how what they become. Um, but I think Dean's one of the sort of people, a bit like Graham, they did with Graham Smith. Um, obviously, Graham Smith was a lot younger, but they've got that like fight. They've got that passion. Um, don't want to take a backward step, but didn't seem to want to be dickheads doing it, which I quite like. I, I like... Fair play. They stood up at the end of the first test and went, yeah, we got outplayed. That's it. And then the last few, I think South Africa, in terms of a bowling attack or in terms of a balance of a team, are as balanced a side as there is in world cricket at the minute. If you look at, they've got Rabada bowling right arm quick, Janssen bowling left arm, what he bowls, and Gidi bowling the job he does, Maharaj. Um, Olivia came, came back in this test, I think he's an underrated bowler. He didn't get any wickets necessarily in this his last test, but he looks like he puts pressure on. I, I think Archie Nokia are... in the background. Nokia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've they've got they've got other guys that can come in and fill that role. I think they look as balanced a side as there is. Um along with Australia you'd say in terms of of, of attacks um that that you'll find at the minute. And I, I think it's looking very good for them. Uh, I know what they've obviously got they'll fuck it up because they'll balls it all behind the scenes. Like someone or like Quentin de Kock retiring. <laughs> well, no, but I think to be fair, it, he the, the guy that they brought in looks organised. Yes. He he looks he looks like a Boucher type keeper. Which you look at when South Africa have been good, they've not had that like flake. I, I think the, the South African mentality. I think they sometimes struggle with that like big flair player. Mm. And I think like you look at what happened with like Kevin Peterson and his history in South Africa, and that's also I think. South Africans don't necessarily play deal with that massive amount of flair overly well. I don't think it's it's like we talk about New Zealand and their psyche. I think there's something in South Africa that that they can't. It doesn't quite sit so well with them. Yeah, yeah, and sense. so I think if you look at the the lad that they bought in, organizer the wicketkeeper, yep. yeah, organizer the wicketkeeper, gritty as a batter. He's done well gonna... before when he's come in, though. Before he's done, hasn't he scored a Test match hundred before when the cock's not been playing? Or he's done. He's certainly done well. I've seen. Know, he's, he's done okay. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but I think he's he catches the ball. A better keeper than Butler. Say, I'll say that. <laughs> you're a better keeper than Butler at the minute. Mark at the minute. At the minute, he's got a broken hand. Yeah. that's not me. That's <laughs> just saying. With everything that's gone off recently, I think Josh Blessing is yeah. in a bit of a yeah, special spot. Um, so, on Marco Janssen, um, heard this week that his brother is coming over to play in our league this year, uh, who apparently is exactly the same height, build, and bowls the same way. So, as if quick left armers weren't difficult enough to face, uh, this one's six foot eight, but luckily, perhaps a pudding, so it won't be, <laughs> it won't be flying through. Um, to be fair, a few years ago, I did play against Sachin Tendulkar's third cousin twice removed. Um who apparently batted exactly the same as him. <laughs> but it turned out he averaged one and a half in league cricket um, so because he was I think, shit. I think he's called Dwayne Janssen. Um, he doesn't... I think he, he plays in the setup over there. Um, you know, they've yeah. got the weird kind of two two levels of first-class cricket. 
Yeah, yeah. He, plays, so he plays like Poland level, doesn't he? Like, yeah, so the, yeah, the kind of... useful. So it'd be interesting to see uh, what what he looks like. Yeah, when he comes over. You guys can give you can you can give me the, the lowdown when you play against him. Maybe I'll bowl you a flat one. Coming to um, a oh, lovely um, coming to play for Cookney, we believe. So yeah, um, yeah. So uh, on. So we kind of briefly been mentioned. Coley stepped down um, as much as. At times, I, I think he oversteps the mark, and he kind of did it again in the in the third test, talking into the um, to the stump marks and stuff. There's a bit of me that's disappointed that we're now gonna that he's he's kind of not going to be there quite as much in the same. I, he does bring something to the game, um, you know. Far be it for me to be nice about India or the VCCI or Indian cricket, but he is a character. Sometimes, absolutely, goes a bit too far, but. He is he is one of the kind of greats of the current game, isn't he? So it'll be, it's a, it is a bit of a I think it's a bit of a backward step. I don't know whether KL Rahul will take over. He obviously captain when Kolu was missing in the second test. Um, but yeah, surely I mean that's a that's a shame for Indian cricket. Now he's almost been cast aside, hasn't he? A little bit from what from what the press are reporting. Yeah, he's going to be missed. I mean, <clears throat> being an RCB fan, I've always been a fan of Virat until until that third test incident, I guess. And to some yeah. degree, I think that played into South Africa's favour because they ended up playing the man and not the game. They were so yeah. focused on shouting at the broadcaster, and even though the, you know, the DRS is an independent body from the ICC, which effectively is run by the BCCI, it was one of those where I just thought they lost the plot there. Everybody shouting into the stump game, you know, <clears throat> it's the whole country against us. Well, hang on, when South Africa to India, it's the whole country against South Africa. So they just lost the plot there. There's, for a, me. there's a billion folk there. So yeah, um, yeah. Look, I think I think as a captain, if that was Rahani or even Rohit or or uh, Kale Rahul, I think don't think that would have happened, and I think that they would have continued trying to take wickets, and and possibly the result could have gone the other way. So to some degree, yeah, disappointed that Kohli did it, but from you know from a personal um, selfish perspective, I think that's what won us the game. Yeah. Um... Interestingly, so I kind of just alluded there to to stuff that's come out in the press about this. So. Um, I, I read somewhere that Ganguly's got massive political ambitions. So apparently the guy who runs, a big part of the um, BCCI now is someone Shah. I forget his first name. Um, but Ganguly's aligning himself very closely with this bloke because he's quite in, up there with politicians or whatever. And there's talk about Ganguly wanting to become Indian Prime Minister. I mean, I, I've, I've never met Ganguly, likely never will, but you hear very mixed reports about him. By all accounts, he's not the nicest chap on the block. Uh, I mean, I, I have no idea. At the end of the day, people, if that's what he wants to do and that's what he perceives his life after cricket to be, like then, then so be it. I think when people, uh, at the end of the day, cricket in India is a very different um, beast to cricket in the rest of the world. Like we said, there's a billion people there's like it is almost a, a religion. It actually joins people cross religions in mm. who can go from fighting each other one minute to being everyone's best friend the next. So I think if you look at someone of his stature, um, it's like Imran Khan's done in Pakistan. Like you, you sit and go, why, why shouldn't he? If he's he's certainly a very clever man, um, he, he, he so. If that's what he wants to do with his life after cricket, and he feels he can make a positive impact, fair play to him. Like, um, at the end of the day, if you're going to be a politician, 
fifty percent of the population aren't necessarily going to like you. So, yeah. so it, it, it's it's can you is that is that good for him? Is that what he wants to do? Is that where he wants to be? Is he doing it for the right reasons? There's there's more questions for me than the fact that well, is Saraf Ganguly trying to be prime minister? If he's popular um, enough, then good on him. Yeah, if he's popular enough, good on him. I mean, yeah. reminds me of that movie Idiocracy, where they voted in the WWF referee or whatever he was. I don't know if you've watched that movie, but yeah, for me, politics is just you know, it's just a popularity contest. I mean, people say the right things, you get involved, and you know, Imran Khan's done it, as you said. Um, what Swajniger was an actor, then became the governor of a state. I mean, you know people have different ambitions and, and like I said you know if the people know him well enough and I suppose Ganguly is relatively well known considering he played and, and was one of the, one of the, the more successful captains when he did captain India then yeah. you know he probably will be successful as long as he surrounds himself as you say with the right people and maybe that's that fellow you were talking about is the right person um, Moving on oh, just slightly <laughs> before we move on I was watching a, an interview with Graham Smith <clears throat> after that third test had finished and um a question was put to him by Mark Nicholas about um, the England-Australia thing. And he, he was saying, um, oh, yeah, it's not going to notice that England disappeared from South Africa, yet we're willing to uh, travel to uh, Australia to play during COVID times, which I thought was quite funny uh, from Buff, Biff. Biff, Buff? I Biff. think there's not, there is going to be, speaking about that, there is going to be massive questions asked about that in the future. Um, and England have got a lot of questions to answer. Because you look at the fact they, they legged it from South Africa, they then shipped Pakistan in and re then refused to get to Pakistan. I, I, there's, and I understand that for the players' point of view, living in bubbles is hard. Uh, but for a one, like, it, it, there's something gone off somewhere. And and it's another question. Like when We're going to come on in a bit and talk about the ECB, I'm sure, and, and what the potential moving forward is. The, the ECB at the minute have got to be very, very careful because... <laughs> The ECB have got a few shit shows coming their way, and one of them for, yeah, exactly in and... the shape of me, uh, in a, which we'll talk about in a few weeks. But um... they, I thought you said shit shows, not bags of shit tied in the middle. Um, Very nice. <laughs> but um, but no, like uh, I think there's there's going to be a lot of stuff that comes out of this, and England need to. Is, I think the ICC need to look at stuff as well because you you look at all of a sudden like why why is it. That, like you think that test series that's taking place between South Africa and India, why is that not a five test series? Yep, you've got two sides in South Africa that are quite evenly matched. You've seen it; it's close games, it's competitive games. So why is it not a five test series? Why, when New Zealand tour places, is it only a three test series? Mm. New Zealand are, are the test champions, but can't play a five match series. Like. There's got to be something that goes off somewhere where you're sitting at, right, hang on a minute. And, and whether it's the fact that England, Australia need to start playing three match series. I mean, let's face it, that would mean we can only get beat 3-0. <laughs> but, but like you look at it, all of a sudden England-India, five match series. Why? Mm -hmm. After playing two tests against Pakistan. The, it, there's something somewhere that's that's kicking off. And uh, is it Ramiz Raji came out last week talking about this super series that he wants to create which is india pakistan england australia i'm sorry but that's the biggest shower of shite going that's basically what um, but but part of me thinks what he's done is he's gone right who are the three people in control of the icc well yeah, yeah. PCCI. 
BCCI, the ECB, and the ACB. So, so how can we get involved? Well, we've got a rivalry against them. Yeah. So let's let's dive in on yeah. that. Let's let's can we get ourselves into that? But but for me, there, there needs to be this. I know it's difficult, and I know because of when cricket can be played and it can't be played in all conditions and all this kind of stuff. But there needs to be something that happens where equal series are given or series are given equal clout. Yeah. And because from cricket point of view, if you're a cricketer and you're watching cricket in South Africa and someone comes up to you now and goes, right, there's two more tests, two more tests of that cricket. Yeah. People would watch it. I'd be watching. Yeah. Oh, I think a lot of people would be, yeah. I enjoyed it more than the Ashes, unfortunately. And I suppose that's because, unfortunately, you were on the it's wrong. It's competitive. Yeah, you were on the wrong end. Because it's competitive. Yeah, yeah. You want to watch competitive cricket. People don't care about people getting 700. People care about games being competitive. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's the key to anything. It's like, well, people can watch Division 2 football because it's Nottingham Port Butchers playing God knows who, but it, because it's competitive, people will watch it. Yeah, there's nothing that turns people off more than Man City being 11 points in front at Christmas and everyone knowing what the result's going to be. So no one's bothered. I mean, I, I, yeah. I started watching the, and I mean, we have to we have to do a shout out to them. Ireland beating West Indies. I mean, that was that was phenomenal. Yeah. That I, you know, that for me was was really good cricket. And, you know, Mark Adair, friend of the pod, scored a, a took a few wickets and 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 really stood up in that series, which was great to see. <laughs> Still using his, still using his Woodstock stuff, uh, which I, yeah, I texted him about. I was like, "Thanks for the exposure on the telly, mate." <laughs> good man. Yeah, he's a good lad. One thing I just do want to mention, obviously, you know, I, Woodstock's my business, but um, the World Under Nineteen World Cups on at the minute in uh, West Indies, and today uh, it was. I mean, they're on the wrong end of a horrible beating by uh, West Indies, but. Uh, we look. We we've got a young lad who uses our stuff called Ollie Davidson. There's him and his his brother, um, who's slightly older, Jasper, who's in the main Scotland squad. But Ollie opens the batting and bowls left uh, bowls left arm spin for the under 19s. Uh, he opened the batting today, uh, almost carried his bat. He was the tenth wicket, um, having scored 43 out of 95. Um, so uh, yeah, they, they they took a bit of a hammering. They, you know, Ollie uh, was the only one that stood up really. Um, the, the batting card kind of collapsed around him. But I uh, just wanted to reference that and say, well done, Ollie. Um, keep working hard, mate. It's uh, very nice. Another friend of the pod's been asked out there to coach him, hasn't he? Dorks is out there well, coaching well, Scotland yeah, in the 19th. Scotland, yeah, at the minute, yeah. Yeah, which is which is great. So, yeah, as you say, another friend of the pod uh, who will be we will be getting on, uh, funnily enough, and we'll, we'll talk to him about his experience out there doing that, looking after the lads. Um, right, we've got to, we'll unfortunately move on now. The rest of the pod will be mainly uh, spent talking about um, the absolute shit show that is England cricket at the moment. Are they, are they burning some more bales? That's all we need to figure <laughs> out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously, we, we've not we've not been on since I think that maybe the, after the second day's play of the the fourth test. So uh, Ro- Robbo and I, highlights. Robbo and I have been arguing back and forth about a particular point. I just want to get Eugene's view on it and this is the kind of thing that we're really keen for you guys to get involved with and um now if robbo uses the same reason for quantifying this uh, as he has to me privately I, I i don't know whether i agree with it but i think the declaration by australia in the fourth test was dreadful 
they should have they should have won that test. What they should have done is they really wanted to put the foot on the throat of England and say, right, you pricks, you're fucking useless. We reckon we'll bowl you out for under 250, which meant they could have declared on on the you know fourth day with a full session, probably more. Um, they obviously then they only needed one wicket to at the end turn into a tight one, made us look like we were you know kind of in it, but. Uh, Still another disgrace. But we're lucky not to lose 5-0 here. But everybody harangues Joe Root and England about negative captaincy, negative declarations, batting on for too long. You're almost batting yourself out of the game. You've got to bowl out of your skin to then go and get 10 wickets. I think that that was a dreadful, dreadfully poor, defensive, negative declaration by Pat Cummins and the uh, backroom staff of Australia. Eugene, what do you think? I think if you're looking, trying to find a positive, that's not a positive, Jono. <laughs> he, could have, he could have batted all he wanted to. I mean, you know, in fairness, it, it could have rained for five days and I don't think anybody would have worried, worried about the draw. Look, yes, it possibly was. However, there were more important things. I think somebody was about to get a ton. So, you know, personal milestones instead of 5-0 might have been something that was going through his mind. You have a look at how England was bowled out for next to nothing and, and well within days, uh, well within a day. He might have thought, you know, we only need a day to bowl them out with, with the way that the England batting is currently going. There could have been a lot of different things there. From my perspective, it was, it was nice to see some competition from England in that. I think if, you, if he declared earlier, yes, you probably would have bowled them out. But then again, if it didn't rain, you would have been bowled out either way. I think there's lots of ifs in there. There's a lot but of. No rain, is they, but that's the other thing. If they knew rain was coming, they didn't, though, did they? Well, they did. Well, they did. They, 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 that they, shower wasn't anticipated yeah, by anyone. Fore, the forecast was for more rain on the fifth day than actually transpired. So, they, so even more point. Then maybe you thought, what's the fucking point? Well, I think the point was. Thought, I, well, I think, surely he was beating yeah. England five 0 right? The old enemy and all that. Yeah. Surely, you know, that's all the Australians ever go on about. We'll beat you 5-0. We'll beat you 5-0. Inside the dressing room, there could have been many discussions. The one that makes the most sense for him not declaring when he, when he did was to make sure that his bowlers didn't have enough or didn't have too much workload. Because just now you put them out there. They come to the fifth test. You know, they're, they're, they're all spanked out because they've been bowling for the best part of a day and a half trying to bowl England out in that second innings. So, personally, you know, look, it's in the paper as a draw. I think... I think, you know, 4-0 is, is an accurate description. If 5-0 could have been better, but personally, 4-0 is as good as 5-0 to me if I'm looking at it from that perspective. Robbo, you're, you, were, you, you had a different view on it, didn't you? You were talking about Cameron Green. and Well, I think the, you, you would say before the start of the series, like, and during, as the series went on, Cameron Green's bowling has been class. Like, that's, he, he's done a more than respectable job as a seamer. Bonsier bowls it briskly. Hits a nice area, does that job really well for Australia as that fifth seamer or fourth seamer, sorry. Um, the one the one minor issue that you could potentially say that there was in their side um, was the fact that he hadn't got any runs. But he, he, he hadn't, quite simply. You look at their one to five, they'd scored runs. Um, Carey had come in and done well as a keeper, scored chipped in and scored runs. But Cameron Green was the only one that hadn't had a positive influence with a bat, and I, and I'm no, I don't know if this was the reason, but if I was in Australia's shoes, um, and all of a sudden he got going and he looked good, he did look very good. So it's like they, 
as much as everyone likes to think Australia think it, you know, the Ashes is the big one, and yeah, I think they they probably do. But there's a reason why most Australians think one of the best Test series of all time is one where they got beat because it's competitive. They like competitive sport, and at the minute, if you go to Australia, the Ashes aren't competitive. Mm. So they're probably sitting there thinking they've got to go to India, they've got to go to Pakistan, they've got to go to Sri Lanka. Like we want to be competitive over there, and they see Cameron Green as a very important part of that team, who can bat at six, does a job with the ball. If they do pick two spinners, how good is he at gully? Yeah, ridiculous. Um, (laughs) If they do pick two spinners, it's not going to be him that they drop. It's going to be one of the other seamers. Mm. So they see him as that kind of, and whether that says something about their strength in depth at that position, England can hardly can't like comment because we've got Ben Stokes, who we currently liked about one, two, three, five, six, seven, and possibly eight. <laughs> uh, and then bowl, maybe all four of them could bowl 25 overs a day. But so maybe they haven't got that depth. They haven't got that option all around and to give him that chance to score a 70 odd, maybe get a hundred, but he, he got himself out. The only bit I would question about the decision was the fact they sent Carey out at all. Yeah. That was just that that was five minutes of play wasted. That was in the first dig though, wasn't it? Not the second. No, no, no. They sent him out. He got out first ball. Yeah, was that in the first inning, though, not the second? No, second, second dig. Yeah. Second dig. They sent him out, he got out first ball, and because Jack, uh, Jack Leach was then going to be on a hat trick and they cleared yeah. yeah. Um so for me, and if you look at it, they 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 lost eight overs, they lost half an hour. Um, after lunch, and even more so, if they don't think there's going to be any play on the last day, why would you put your bowlers to it? Why, why would you go, go on, lads, go and run yourself into the ground for 10 minutes or for two hours? Yeah. I mean, not going to bowl you out in two hours. I mean, they might bowl us out in three. They're not going to bowl us out in two. Like, I, 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 think, I, I think they've looked bigger picture and gone, this bloke is important to us. He needs a bit of confidence. That's they, only they will know how he feels around the squad. Yeah. Only they will know his conversations, um, and we'll see next series if he comes in and scores runs, yeah. and then you might say that that bit is justified. There is there is one other thing to think about, yeah. England were in a really bad situation in that they only could use their squad. You had a look at Australia. Anybody that they brought in, whether it be Nessa, Boland, um, Kawaja. Those guys were all, yeah, anybody they brought in was just obviously, you know, doing whatever they needed to. England could not do that. I mean, they had to bring in Sam Billings towards the end because they didn't have a keeper in the end because they had broken their fingers. But from my perspective, that's something that you've got to look at. I mean, if that if, 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 if there wasn't the COVID protocols and there wasn't that 14-day uh, quarantine period, I think that England would have flown out a whole other squad just to, you know, change up things and, and get more more um, life into it. Now, I'll say life because I have to say, when Billings came in, I was really rooting for him because he was the only one that looked like he wanted to be out there. Now, look, yeah. I understand they'd been there for four days, uh, four tests already, and they'd been, you know, the best part of, they'd been drilled into the ground for the best part of the 20 days. So, yeah, look, it, the, 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 just the body language coming off the England players were just so, they didn't want to be there. And I think Joe Root even said after the fourth test, I really don't want to be, I'd rather be at home for the fifth test, as an example. So yeah. I think the COVID has to, you know, the COVID protocols have to take some effect on it. I think um, 
Yeah, yeah, I think you're quite right, huge about, you know, you look at everybody that came into that Australian side throughout the Ashes, just looked far too good for England. I, I, I'm pretty sure that Randwick Peterson's third grade side could have given England a run for the money on this tour. Um, Probably in that last test, yeah. But, um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I think Bilbo came in and did well. I think I liked his energy. Um, you know, he's, he's pretty chatty and upbeat and stuff, and he, you know, he'd be good around the dressing room. I think he probably approached it as thinking that this might be his one chance of playing test cricket. Um, he had a chance with the bat both times, didn't quite work out. But you know, if you you sat, you, you stood there. Yeah, and... He got twenty odd, didn't he? Like looked, looked yeah, pretty tidy. Yeah, took the piss out of Marnus and Steve Smith with the no run <laughs> stuff. Yeah, that was um, good from him. But yeah, no, he's, yeah. he's a good lad, and you know, I'd like to see him succeed. Um, you know, difficult to know whether he'll get much more of a go at Test level. He's obviously a big part of the one day squad, but I I, I think it's it's strange. Like you look at the. And this, this goes back to a little bit of the preparation and a little bit of what's England's philosophy when it comes to Test cricket. And I genuinely don't think they know. I'm sure you've got all the people saying the right things, but I don't think they know. Because when England, if you take England back 20 years, when Duncan Fletcher came in, if Duncan Fletcher was England coach now, Zach Crawley will be opening the batting every week. Yes, his stats aren't great. Yes, it doesn't look, but he's got a personality. He's got something about him that means that he could, he can affect a game. Mm. Whereas England seem to have gone, in one-day cricket, they do it so well. They pick these personalities and pe- positive people and people are expected to play this way. And anyone coming into that side fits into that mantra and then can go. Liam Livingston's come in and set the world alight. Um, you look at how Bairstow moves around the world, but he still knows his role, like, all this kind of stuff. But I think in Test cricket, they don't know. They don't know. They, they've gone through wanting opening bats to bat time, which they're not technically good enough to do. And then all of a sudden they, they say, well, this destructive middle order we've got. So we've got, we're picking guys up the top to bat time, basically trying to make it so that the ball's slightly older when Joe Root gets it. Yeah. But then on the other side of Joe Root, we've got these dashers that because the guys at the top can't bat time, and then coming in against a ball that's still going everywhere. I, I think it's and, and I think what Billings did, Billings took, like you say, took his one day for me and he knew exactly what he wanted to do. He knew exactly how he wanted to be. And he was a personality. Mm. And as much as I've been a champion of Ben Folks and stuff, for me, give him a go because he seems to give off the right. Got the right stuff. <laughs> right, the right thing. Yeah, character, isn't yeah. he? He's always good. And, you know, and I don't know if anyone noticed when they bowled it straight on off stump. He fucking blocked it. <laughs> yep, that was uh, that was. Like, uh, yeah, he took the piss, saying no run and all this kind of fucking stuff. Amazing. Yeah, fine. A little bit of humour in what you're doing. I mean, when you're four 0 down, getting an absolute yeah pasting dicking. Yeah, right. Let's let's go. I, I we'll probably talk about the West Indies in a minute, but like let's let's give him a go. Okay. Um, the fifth test was the fifth test. Obviously, we folded like a pack of cards again. It's embarrassing to get to sixty-eight for none and then be fifty-six for ten or whatever it was. Um, after that, is is just a, a quite frankly a, a bit of a sh- disgrace. Um, but on that, so let's talk about the comments that came after that. So from so we'll. Both of them came out, Gower came out, and Root came out. So Gower interviewed both of them. Um, 
both of them were saying the only one that did he did that take place in a boozer because that'd have been a hell of a drink. No, 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 no. It was it was actually at um, it was actually at Hobart. Um, both of them had a right nightmare trying to get out there with COVID and false negatives, false positive tests, and all that. Anyway, he said um, both of them basically said Giles has got to go, Silverwood's got to go. Um, I think in terms of the root thing, um, the the question about root is. He said, I think he wants to continue to do it. Also, I think the problem is that there's no there's no other standout choice. I don't think Stokes mm. wants it. I still think Stokes isn't in a great headspace. He looks very short of cricket. Uh, didn't look anywhere near his kind of, you know, there were glimpses of him. You know, that shot he hit and got caught by um, Ian in the, in the fourth dig. Like, you know, he gets himself into a decent position. And someone said on commentary, Ben Stokes in Nick, gets on top of that bounce and just absolutely laces it for four. Everything seemed to go against him and, the, and you know, for, for a lot of the tour, the, the team. But um, I think Root should stay for now because I don't think there's another obvious choice. Uh, I, I do agree. My view is that Silverwood and certainly Ashley Giles has, have both got to go. There needs to be a fresh start. Um, Kirsten, I think, is probably writing his PowerPoint presentation a la Chris Silverwood, see if he can get the gig next time. No, he's just copied and pasted it. Fuck it, he's got a hold of a copy. Um, but yeah, I don't know Jeez. what you think, Robbo. He's 21-22 to 24-25 or whatever it'll fucking be when we next go over there. Uh, what, did you, what do you think about those three bits in particular, Robbo? I, uh, I said on the last one, like, what the politics and stuff behind the scene is the ECB is far bigger than the England team. And... and so I've personally got no qualms with Tom Harrison getting paid his bonus because I don't know what his fucking contract is. So, and if his contract is to get X billion pounds in, and he, as regards doing that, he he gets paid his bonus, then I'm more after the person that's wrote his fucking contract, not him. If he's done his job as per his job description, he deserves a bonus. I don't know, if, but the question is, with him at the top of the organisation. Then you know he will have been the one that signed off the decision to make Silverwood chief selector, as well as you know. Yeah, but and, and that's we we can sit there and go like this is the best way of doing it. That's the best way of doing it. Everyone's best way of doing it is whatever's successful. Now, when it was fucking Ted Dexter in the eighties and England were winning Ashes Tour, everyone was like, "Yes, we need this one selector. We need this person who's in charge of this." Whereas now it's gone to shit. Everyone's like, oh, no, we don't want that. Like, you've got to find what works for you. And the ECB need to figure out what they want to do, how they want to do it, and get the best people in place for them. If that is Ashley Giles, if that is Chris Silverwood, and if that is Tom Harrison, then, we're then fine. But what they need to do, I, I, they need to make it clear what their plan is. The problem that with the England team at the minute isn't the players that were selected, isn't the fact that Ash, uh, Chris Silverwood got a job because he did a half decent PowerPoint presentation. Like, I mean, it, it's the fact that that's been allowed to come into fruition. So what are we going to do to change that? Um, do I think, like, I, I, I kind of agree with Ian both of them. I think the, the more people you can get around it that has been successful, people like him. People like who sit there and go, right, what are we, how are we going to play our best cricket? Is, is how it needs to be. And and I don't know the answer to that. I, I'm sorry, I don't. Like People ask me what I think needs to happen. The one thing I will say is we need to play county championship cricket when it's dry. Like, 
And that's it. That, that does lead on. That's to, yeah, that does lead on to the bigger question. I mean, there's a whole bunch of people out there, rightfully or wrongfully, saying that the structure of the county championship is shit. For one, there's too many sides, and they think that needs to be done. No one said it was shit in 2010. Yeah, look, all I'm saying is, is that you know, yeah, all I'm saying is people are saying that now. The other thing that people are saying is, is that the wickets that people are playing on are shit. Again, you could argue there's too much cricket, and that's why the wickets are not as good because. As we mentioned yeah. on one of the other pods, we've got 27 different competitions. So, I mean, do you think that a structural change needs to happen? Or is is cricket fine like it is? So what Root said was that everybody on that tour was there in spite of the county championship, not because of the county championship. So if the England captains come out and say that, that, that is obviously basically saying, look, the county championship has not, prepared us for test cricket because of the way in which Simon, you obviously you're shaking your head like a fucking I've got a minor issue with that because if it wasn't for the county championship none of them have had any fucking jobs so let's they wouldn't have got into the game in the first place so let's no but I think he's talking talking, I think he's talking about the calendar because the wicket you know the big argument is the wickets I personally think and you talk about 2010 the 100 wasn't around in 2010 um, I think uh, for me, no, the hundred has played one year. England have been shit for five. Right, I'm saying the. the I think personally, there's too much cricket. Um, I think that what you're going to. Ha- I, I think what will have to happen um, is, as you know, the one day cup this year, the Royal London became a glorified second team competition because all the first teamers were out playing in the hundred. Um. I think that because of England's prominence and the quality of the 50-over white ball men's side, they are going to have to retain a one-day competition. It wouldn't surprise me if in a few years that the T20 Vitality Blast disappears and the 100 becomes the main focal uh, short-format white ball competition because I don't think they can feasibly run both. And if, if they're going to structure the county championship in a way that they play some of it throughout the middle of the summer, which I think is what ultimately people are asking for. You can't fit they, everything in to June, June, July, and August. No, they, 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 there needs to be. What was that? I was listening to someone on the radio today, and they went, "You've got to be prepared to rip this, rip the stuff up, and start again." Now, they've either got a choice for me. They either manipulate the schedule. And move a competition or miss out on a competition because 18 counties, 400 first class cricketers, all trying to play against each other in all formats, they either need to go right, you're going to have to play a lot more. You're going to have to play more in a shorter period of time if you want to maintain it as that. So you're going to have to go back to the 80s when people would play Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. In a count championship game, you play a one-day game on the on the Sunday and you get one day off and you're starting again. But you either need to go back to that, which, I mean, I saw a list of Knott's bowlers the other day. The Knott's have currently got 14 seamers on the staff and that, that didn't include a lot of their second-team seamers. So 14 first-class seamers. Yeah. Now they've signed James Pattinson. So... The people that tend to be, oh, no, they can't do it. They can't do it often enough. Piss off. Like, let's not be daft. You can rotate squads. You can make it so that these guys are good enough. But, like, 
they need to make, either make the choice of, right, you're going to play more in a shorter period of time when we can get all the money in, when we can do this properly, or we need less teams. Mm. They're, they're, they're the only two options for me. And you haven't even mentioned the international yeah. tournament, the IPL, the CPL, no, no. the Big Bash. You haven't even mentioned yeah. any of that yet. And you think about the amount of cricket. This is, this is, this is exactly the problem that's happening in cricket right now. Well, this is what Gower was going... I mean, Gower's had to, you know, he came out and quite verbally attacked the IPL, but I don't, I, he wasn't attacking the IPL. He was basically saying, you know, how can England cricket improve if all the best players are disappearing to go and play in the IPL for two months or whatever it is? You know, what, what, is, what is more important to the ECB? Is it keeping the players happy and earning all this money? Or... But if you look at when the IPL's played, county championship for cricket is played on shit pitches. So would you rather have your best players playing on good pitches in India in competitive cricket or playing on dog shit in April and May? But they're not, but they're, it's a completely different style of cricket. I think that's a completely... Yeah, yeah I agree. I'm not disputing that. But if you're ten, if everyone's saying that the prob- the biggest problem that is on English cricket at the minute is the standard of pitches when you're playing in April and May. So if... What, what, as the ECB is sitting there going, well, hang on a minute, you're blaming the standard of the pitchers and saying you need our guys playing play the county championship. But when the county championship's on, that's a whole different debate, is when the IPL's on. So they can either go and play on good pitches in India, and yes, it's T20 cricket, but we've seen Sam Billings come in, look all right. Sam Billings has said, look, yeah, I can change between formats. There is not a cricketer alive that won't say you can change between formats. So what is the biggest problem? What is the biggest problem the pitchers? Because if it is, then to crunch all county championship, let them go to the IPL. Do we think this is? Do, you, do we think then that? I mean, it basically, sounds like what you're saying, Sai, is that there's a, there's almost a lot of excuses being made when yeah. you know when, when actually they've just been shit and and actually yeah. saying oh well it's it's this and it's that and, it, and it, they've just not been good enough, quite frankly. I, I don't disagree that people being able to build innings and playing cricket in a right type of format cricket at the right time doesn't help. But you can't keep coming out with each different one. What is the biggest problem? Is it the pitchers? Is it the schedule? Is it, and I understand that they could be a combination mm-hmm. of the two, that's fine. Is it the IPL? Is it the Big Bash? Is it the CPL? Is it the 100? Is it all this stuff? Because it can't. you can't have it being all of them. If, it, if it's all of them, the whole system's fucked. And if any of you can solve that problem, you'll get yourself a job at the ECB. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's, let's figure out what the issue is. You can't, you're never going to stop the players going to the IPL because it takes place in April and May. And if you're a batter in April and May, right, here you are. What you can do is go and play on a wet one yeah. at Derby. Against Luke Fletcher, no disrespect, Luke is a massive friend of the show. Like I love the guy, but against a seventy-eight, not eighty mile an hour dobber on a wet one, and Darren Stevens and all these guys on a soggy one, or you can go and play in India, earn yourself a million dollars playing on rock hard pitches against Jasprit Bumrah. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think case in point, I don't know if anybody's seen it, but Ben Stokes is. Um, I think he's pulled out of the IPL. He's not going to be put into the auction. I think considering he's just coming back from Australia, I think he's going to be then going to the West Indies. I yeah, think bubble yeah. fatigue has something think, to do with it, but at the same time, I think he wants to go back home and, and, and spend some time. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we spoke about this off air before, didn't we? I, I think that I think there's a couple of reasons for this. I don't I don't think he's match ready, I don't think he's fit. 
Um, he's obviously got this side issue as well, but I also think that's kind of a bit of a show of solidarity to the England Red Bull team and saying, look, I'm going to go away and I want to get myself ready for the West Indies. Um, and I don't, and fair play to him for that because, I mean, he's probably got enough cash now anyway, but the, these lads do have a short career and they want to make as much as they can. And he knows that he's going to go over to India for a massive payday every time he goes to the IPL. Um, so fair play to him for that. Um, as we move on now to the West Indies, because I'm aware Simon's got to go for his dinner in 15 minutes because he had to book a slot. Um, West Indies series, who who doesn't go? That's probably a good place to start. Who, who from Australia doesn't go to West Indies? I will start with Simon. Can I say who does go? Because that's a far fucking shorter list. All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, this, you say Root goes, whether he's captain or not. I don't think there's anyone else going on to you. I didn't answer that question earlier, but I don't think there's anyone else. Uh, Stokes goes. Uh, Anderson goes. Broad goes. Bairstow goes. Crawley goes. Can we take Scott Boland with us? <laughs> uh, I'll I, I tell you off. what. Never mind. Never mind. I'll tell you what. If you're a county playing in April and May on a wet one, yeah. oh, I know you're signing. <laughs> Sorry, I've just got Hashim Amla yeah. and Scott Boland. They're going to get 700 and then bowl sides out for 11. <laughs> uh, no. Um, I, the answer is I don't know. I, I wouldn't pick Robinson. Um, I think Robinson needs to go and get fit if he wants to play test cricket. Um I would pick Anderson and Broad to play every single test as long as they want to. Um, I mean, why, why would, Anderson didn't get picked for either pink ball test because they're managing his workload? Fuck we could, off. We could, we could, we could do an entire two hours on England selection fuck-ups for this last series, but I don't think that matters. I think the one thing that has been put to bed is the fact that the bowling sack is actually half decent. When Stuart Broad came out and said, if you get bowled out for 140, I believe. England, England, right? Where's the best place to bat in the world? Australia. Notoriously. Australia. England haven't got 300. No. They only scored 200 not twice, one. I think. Right? Well, and that is not a great... I mean, they're not getting 300. not a great statistic. Um, so, back onto the West Indies. Uh, I think, in my opinion, um, uh, what's in the keeper that came in the last test? Billings. Billings. Billings did enough. Um, David? Uh, yeah, because you don't know anyone else. Lawrence, actually, through not playing, is probably in the starting 11. Um, Bearstow, yes. Is he but fit? Is he going to be fit? Bearstow will be fit, yeah. I think. It's two months away, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And Ooh, other than Crawley. that, I don't know. Crawley? Who? Crawley, I'd say. I, I, I would put Crawley in for the next 12 months. What about go, just be positive? Just be positive. Just go and bat and be positive. There's a lot of so there's a lot of talk about people like Josh Bohannon at Lancashire, um, Sam Hain, Joe Clark, who's been obviously been doing all right at Knotts. Um, the the one that really interests me, and yes, it is based on white ball, but I think he's got a bit of get up and go about him, um, and I think really could offer batting kind of maybe even seven or eight, but you know. Um, he's going to be no worse with the ball than Jack Leach, Don Bess, or whoever. I, I, I wouldn't mind giving uh, Liam Livingston a bit of a chuck in there, and a bit of a bit of a run out. Yeah, I said that in the last one. I think Livingston's a great shot. 
I think all of those names you just mentioned, because you did you did phrase the original question, who's not going? I was going to say who yeah. is going, who isn't on the tour. And all of those names you've just mentioned there are, are people that I would absolutely have in. Um, one through a fresh perspective, you know. Unfortunately, when you're into a losing rut, it becomes a way of life and it becomes a bit of a habit. So changing that culture within the side by changing three quarters of the squad is not a bad thing. Obviously, you know, there'll be a number of people that I wouldn't be taking on it, but I'd, I'd be I'd be more focused on who's going to West Indies, not who's been dropped from Australia, because to change that mindset to a winning way instead of that, that losing habit that they're currently stuck in. Is now, is now then a really good opportunity to have a real watershed moment and... You know, there are some people saying, look, maybe it's time for, you know, we watershed moment, clear everything out, and we, we start again and look to build over the next two years or, or this this um, this this new World Test Championship and just accept that we're going to lose games. Like, do we do we, do we we kind of put Brody and Jimmy out to pasture? Is it a case of we, we, start, we start again and, and kind of, you know, see, see where we go with some of these youngsters and actually give them a proper opportunity to play 18 months of test cricket and say, look, okay, we're going to explain it through the press to the English public. This is what we're doing. You know, is you're then still going to have to have a punt on people, aren't you? You're then still going to have to go right. And in 18 months, in England, especially in cricket with England, we seem constantly obsessed with what's coming. Let's win the fucking games. Let's pick the best sides to be competitive. Let's not worry about what's happening in six months, 12 months, two years, because as we has been proven with the previous selection, shit goes tits up, wrap it. Don Best can't make it bounce. Moe Natalie pulls out. All of a sudden, we, we're we on to Jack Leach, who's David Warner, is whopping all around the Gabba. Like, let's... And, and your plans have gone from being the finest PowerPoint presentation Ashley Giles has ever fucking seen to... You get the ball from 30 rows back and some bloke in Australia with a KFC bucket on his head absolutely annihilating you. Like, let's win games of cricket. Let's yeah. pick the best side. And if that's Broad and Anderson, it's Broad and Anderson. If it's picking James fucking Hildreth, pick James fucking Hildreth. Is it? I don't know so, his middle name. I'm not <laughs> What's the, um, so, okay, is that then based on stats? Because obviously, there's... you can pick it on whatever you like. You can pick it on whatever you like, but as long as it's got a plan, I don't necessarily agree with like a Josh Bahannon or a, um, a Fletch and a Darren Jake Libby. But what about Fletch or Stevo making the tour then? Because it based on I think it depends. Where it is. There, there's got to be a certain aspect about it. Whereas if you think if Brody plays an entire season of county championship cricket, will he yeah. get sixty wickets? Yeah, Probably. Absolutely. If James yeah. Anderson plays a full season of county championship cricket, will he get sixty wickets? Yes. Well, that's so, my point. You're missing my point. So let's, let's let's at least what, I'm, what I mean is let's let's come up with a plan. Let's have a, a clarity to it, and let's pick the best side for that game on the day. Like I'm not saying that picking Fletch and Stevo. If you're going to New Zealand in fuck knows what September, which will be their equivalent, then yes, pick Fletch and Stevo. Because my my point my point is, and I agree. Yes, Brody if allowed to play more than two county championship games a season, yes, he would go, probably be up there with top wicket takers, as would Jimmy Anderson. But because they're wrapped in cotton wool and they're always forever having their workload managed, these boys do not play enough red ball cricket as it is because they're centrally no. contracted and they just get told, no, nah, 
go and go and go and lift weights in the gym, or go on the watt bike for six months or whatever. Yeah, have you seen Brody in the gym? Never lifted a fucking weight in his life. Well, no, but you see my point. Like they just yeah. don't, they just don't play anywhere near enough cricket. So, like the, the not, not to not to make it a fair comparison between the two but, options. But you look at the Australian way. Yes, they. I think they've got six first class sides, aren't they? In terms of the states that play shield cricket against each other, but. International cricketers, test cricketers, David Warner will go back and play for Ranwick Petersham in grey cricket. Yeah, he couldn't have won it as well. Can you imagine Joe Root rocking out for Sheffield Collegiate now? Absolutely not. It just doesn't happen. I think that's like we spoke about before, though, isn't it? It's a bit like the the lads in if you, if you were to go take the South African perspective, for example, where they've got that like sub county cricket, they've then got franchise cricket, they've then got all that. It it's about. The reason we Australians go back and play great cricket is because there isn't any other cricket. Mm. So, if if well, let's the English say haven't even gone Dom, Dom Sibley, for example, but, but if if someone's in good nick and someone's taking wickets or scoring runs, you're not necessarily bothered about them getting cricket under the belt. But it's when players go away, what are they playing in? What's the standard of it? How's it going to be? Dom Sibley, for example, got told to send away and play count. Got sent away play county cricket, right? When he went away to play for Warwickshire, and they didn't have a they didn't have a four day game for two months. Is it easier? Like, then? Is it easier to stay in good nick by not playing or playing? It depends on the person. It massively depends on the person. Like Nasser Hussain said a few weeks ago, if you're Owen Morgan. You're someone that can walk into any game on any day, and if it clicks, it clicks. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Doesn't matter how much you practice, doesn't matter what you've done. You know that on the, you can come in and, and, and bang it. If you're Pope, as he used, you probably need to bat a bit more because you need to feel bat on ball. If you're Hasib Hamid, you need to feel bat on ball. You need to be playing on a regular basis, so you, you you you're that confident in your technique or lack of it, but you're confident in what you're doing. The same as Sibley. When Sibley went and played for Warwickshire, and he played every day. He scored billions of runs yeah. because he knew what he, 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 he could play and he could knew what he was doing. But it depends on the player. But if you've not got that option to go back and play cricket, you have to go to the next level down. Which in Australia turns out to be on a Saturday at Ramwick Peterson or at Toomball in Brisbane or at whatever it is. Yeah. I went and watched a game where Matthew Hayden and Stuart Law were playing against Joe Dawes and all this kind of stuff. They'd all played for Queensland in the week before. Yeah. But... That was where the cricket was, and that's the standard of the cricket. But if you're going down and you're playing, you can't expect Joe Root to go and play at Sheffield Collegiate because the wicket is of an even worse standard of that that he's going to play in for Yorkshire. Yeah, but that's a test ground at Yorkshire. He doesn't even go and play that. It's my argument. Is that the lads play the test cricketers don't play enough county championship cricket. I don't think anybody can argue with that. No, I, no, because they get paid a million quid. The central contract now is a million quid. They don't have to fucking do anything for it. Or then go and sit on a what bike in the yeah. gym. <laughs> and then go and then and then go and play and they pick and choose when they play. And they get twenty four grand in a test match. And then get told that ten, and then get told the preparation's not good enough. Yeah. I, I mean I, I don't I think if you were to probably ask Joe Root and say, Look, uh, is hitting balls better for you than not, he'd say yeah. Like and whether that's at Sheffield Collegiate or whether it's at Yorkshire or whether it's Yorkshire yeah, I mean, it's, or whatever. The, the Sheffield Collegiate, the league cricket thing is just a, is just a comparison yeah. with Australia. No, no, no. But it, it's, a, it's a fair comparison because if you, the, the 
for me, the biggest issue is that you're asking guys to go away from test cricket to play on substandard pitches against bowling attacks that are designed for all those pitches, which is precisely fuck all similar. It's just less than fuck all similar to test cricket. And then you're expecting that that to be good preparation for test cricket. Well, it's not. It quite simply can't be. I imagine facing Darren Stevens when he's hooping it round corners both ways is, is a pretty good way to try and learn how to leave the ball properly. But, yeah, but, and, and you do, and you leave it, and your middle leg stump gets caught back when yeah. you've got a big end up. In, in which case, you need to get better at learning to leave the fucking ball, then, don't yeah. you? Yeah, <laughs> again, it's, it's, it's a different issue, isn't it? Like, when you, you've talked about, you mentioned something earlier about the channel, and you said sixth or seventh stump. I can remember when the channel was fourth stump. Yeah, no, I agree, but because these lads are batting on off stump, then all of a sudden... Yeah, and, and, and so let's... Like, it... it I think what we've established from this conversation today is there's far more problems than one item. Yeah, it's yeah. not as simple as just right. Let's let's play cricket in June. Let's let's play 150 games of cricket in June and July, and then everything will be sorted. Well, it's not as simple as that. Well, no, I mean, look, because it's, but, but this is my point: is it, it's it's a complex issue. And the one thing where I will say, but Beefy was correct, is you need to make sure you got the right people in there and making right decisions. Yeah, and that's only like. 2010-11, when we went to Australia, we won the Ashes. Alistair Cook scored billions. Jonathan Trott scored loads of runs. Like, all this kind of stuff. You have Bresnan and Tremlett and all these kind of people doing taking loads of wickets. There wasn't a problem with county cricket. Yeah. No one had an issue with it. Now, all of a sudden, because we're shit, everyone's got a problem with county cricket. So... Let's have a look at what the actual problem is. There could be another way of looking. There could be another way of looking at that, Robbo. The other countries have evolved, and England hasn't. Yeah, but but, but what I'm saying is, it's not as simple as the county championship is shit. Monas Monas came last year, and Travis said, and none of them averaged more than twenty five. Yeah. So let's let's have an assess of go and sit and go right. What is it? Are we doing the right things within county championship cricket? Well, Are we can, playing the right players at the right times and everything else? They can obviously adapt a lot better than our lads can mm. uh, in, in that sense, in that situation. Uh, look, we're not here to find the answers. We're just here to help search for them, I guess. Um, you know, it's not to us three to, to come up with the decisions that are going to turn England back into the great force that they once were. But, um, you know, the, we are just three um, cricket lovers, I guess, who, who, who've got... A massive interest in, in, in and, and world cricket, and you know it's it's you can tell how passionate we are about um, the, the what we've had to witness over the last six weeks. Um, as we as we move, Eugene, on, Eugene's dead up in. Well, yeah, Eugene's a lot happier than you and I are. Um, but Eugene's obviously also an England fan. He's lived here long enough. You know, he t- he has a great interest in England cricket. Uh, but, you know, obviously, well, I did say two all, and I mean, I was right on my prediction. It was the, the first Aussie squad won two 0 then the second Aussie squad won two 0 again. So it was two two. <laughs> Very good. Um, so yeah, we we um, before we finish, uh, I'm just going to remind everybody of that. Lord Savannah's number is six zero three three one. Please. Please, please continue to donate just to the amazing work that they do. Mark Curtin, the Lord Samuel CEO, will be joining us in a couple of weeks' time. Um, Woodstock, um, are, uh, we should we should thank them as one of our sponsors. Uh, they're going into teamwear as well, which is... Cheers, uh, if, uh, yeah, yeah, you're welcome, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so Woodstock are going into team where huge. I don't. I mean, I shouldn't talk about it. Huge. You should probably talk about it. A yeah, lot it's been it's been a good experience. I mean, um, as 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 John has said, you know, they've gone into team where we're having a look at it. It's Twickenham CC. Um, you know, we we from what I've seen, and and you can go and have a look at their website and have a look at our store to see what it looks like. Um, I think that the process has been really easy to follow. Um, I think setting it all up and getting it all going has been relatively seamless. I don't think there's been many issues at all. And um, yeah. I suppose the proof's in the pudding, Jonna. When, as and when we start ordering, we'll see how long it takes to arrive. Cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, here we No question then. You just had me running around like a fucking gerbil on a treadmill for about two weeks. Jonna, what? Change this, change this. I want to, can I have a look at this? Can I have a look at this? Bless him. But no, it's been great. It's actually, it really helps to, to go through that initial process with one of your mates because then, you know, it, it kind of prepared me for any of the questions that other people might ask. So, um, yeah, it's good. Excited. We, we've probably picked up 10 to 15 clubs already um, as an initial thing, which is, which is fantastic. So, um, also a massive thank you, as always, to Big Smoke Brewery, uh, our brewery partners. Um, Big Smoke 15, I think, is the uh, the code to put in on their website, which will get you 15% off your first order with them. Uh, loads of really cool craft beers. Um, we're obviously all on dry January. Um, well, Robbo's not. Um, and, I, and I'm not really dry gin, um, dry it's... wine, dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a lovely serving on Blanc the other day. <laughs> um, but yeah, so check check those guys out. Um, look, it's been a pleasure as always chatting to you two. Um, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and let everybody else who you know who loves cricket, uh, if they want to listen to the three twats talk about uh, the state of England <laughs> and world cricket every now and again, uh, then, uh, yeah, please let them know. And, uh, yeah, just remind us, what did, what did you say that thing was called? Fart pipe that people can um, send us. <laughs> speak pipe. On. We'll send out the URL. Speak. Yeah, speak pipe. We'll send out the URL on our uh, social media channels. So uh, <laughs> until then, uh, boys, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. Uh, God bless. We'll speak to you all soon. Aww. <laughs>